I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The only podcast to officially be cancelled on threads, this is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion, and the returning Ethan Lawrence. How are we doing, folks? Ethan, welcome back. We didn't bully you quite enough last time. No, I've, I've come back apparently for more uh, uh, people on who are still on Twitter. I don't know why you would be at this point, because threads is the bomb. Uh, we'll know that uh, Chris accidentally saw me on Pointless, and it reminded him... <laughs> so much of the fun we had last time mm. that, that uh, I was forced to come back. Celebrity pointless or have things uh, faded It's called you? pointless celebrities. Can we ah, get okay. it right way around? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not quite on brand. Uh, speaking of pointless celebrities, Chris, how you doing? Lovely. That's lovely. That's good. Yeah, um, low hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm doing well. Ethan, when you said threads is the bomb, was that a deliberate reference to the nuclear war uh, movie threads that was released in the 70s? Uh, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most terrifying things you'll ever watch. It's, it's Cult high, references, high, I've got them. Highly recommended. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad now having tweeted about the pointless thing because, as Ethan then told me right after it, they didn't do very well at all. So I, I feel like I attract people's attention to um, what was a, a, a first round uh, defeat. Who was your teammate? Uh, Tony Way. Oh, sorry, no, because you're now you're going to say that Ooh. I dropped a name. Yeah, okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I walked right into it. This is the problem with recording a podcast at six in the morning. Six in the morning? Where are you? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Essex. Uh, yes, the, the famous four-hour time difference between uh, <laughs> Glasgow and Essex. <laughs> this week, we don't have many games because it's the middle of summer, but we certainly have headlines and we have uh, really dark stories about my recent... Uh, birthday and foray into retro pokemon cards but before that let's get started with microsoft expects sony to launch a 400 ps5 slim this year in documents published as part of its legal battle with the u.s federal trade commission the company says it expects a new ps5 model to cost the same as the existing ps5 digital edition which is a hundred dollars less than the standard quote playstation likewise sells a less expensive digital edition for $399.99 and is expected to release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year at the same reduced price point. Xbox also thinks we're getting a PS5 Pro. Chris, is it time for the revisions? No, I think it's a bit early. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I mean, if, if it's a Slim, fine, but I, I feel like we're only just starting to get stock, <laughs> like regular stock of yeah. these things. Um, I don't know, it, it feels a bit soon for me. Are they not lining the shelves where you're at? See, to be fair, um, when I walk into a Smith's, which I often do to buy Pokemon cards, it's, fu- it's PS5's akimbo. They are lining the shelves. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know if it's a case of like, 
they're they're just overstocking it at, at, at this point, or if or if those those boxes are all just empty and it's it's for aesthetics. Could you walk and get a PS5 right now, Ethan? Where you're at? Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked. I mean, I have one because I'm, go, I'm a genius. On you go. But... <laughs> on you go. go. Go and check for us. All right, I'll, I'll nip out now. Is that, is that it? That's that yeah, leaving the Chris, podcast. Chris, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk amongst ourselves. No, but um, when you got when you got yours, was it a scramble? Was it a stock check kind of thing? Or he doesn't was know. It he crazy? got his in, in the gift bag with his Oscars. Oh, here we, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I won it from Pointless Celebrities. <laughs> um, no, this was back in the day when like it was like you were like you had like Twitter alerts from like people who were studying mm. the, the game website. And uh, that, that's, that's how I got mine. It was, you know, just, just following the Twitters. I mean, it, in the end, it wasn't that hard. Like I yeah. got the announcement and I'd pretty much ordered it within 15 minutes. Uh, and since then I haven't bothered looking to see if I can get another one. Cause I don't need one. Cause I've already got one. So <laughs> yeah, if, it, it does feel like because of the pandemic and stuff like that, Sometimes it feels like I've had this console for five minutes, but it'll be three years in a couple of months. Like, it's it's been the weirdest kind of console cycle ever. Like, when did the PS4 Pro come out? Let me check this. It must PS4 have been Pro more than three years, it? was November 2016, so it was three years was after the PS4. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, maybe... It's, just, it's a weird three years, that's the thing. I think that's what's throwing it off. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is time. But with the, with the prices of consoles, like like increasing like obviously the xbox increased price and the playstation has previously increased price it feels weird that we're we're talking about a slim because i almost feel like the slim would come out and just be the same price as like the launch playstation 5 um chris what would what, you think about a pro a, a pro version of a console that's meant to be like shit hot i i, I think if they do it if either sony or microsoft do it it'll be a bit of a piss take um, they, they promised like before it came out all the talk was about 4K 60 games as far as the eye can see and the fucking it says 120 the, on the box the, 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 the PlayStation 5 box is 8K on it yeah Um, and that's just comical like so so like t- if they were going to then bring a pro out that's just I think that's a bit cheeky if they if they do that to be honest you can, you can play like Vib Ribbon in 8K but well, actually, that, I, I would buy that to be fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's very up your street. No, yeah, it's. I think we will eventually get it. Obviously, one of the complaints about the PS5 is it's the size of like the Olympic. So the 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 there is a. I suppose there is an argument to get a smaller one. You could you could make it much smaller just by like shaving the the sideburns off of it and just making it a little bit more compact. You can't but, get rid of the Harry Hill colours. I refuse. I agree. It's, it's part of the aesthetic. It's beautiful. I, I I genuinely like the way P- the PS5 looks because it just looks so atrocious. It's, I, I'm way more <laughs> into that than just like the black box of it's the. It's like Xbox. a piece of contemporary modern art. I love it. Yeah, it fits into absolutely no one's uh, living room. It's um, <laughs> it is weird though because I've been I've been noticing it a bit. Where obviously we're still in the age of games having like a performance and a graphics mode and stuff like that. And there is a wee bit of me that's like when I was playing Final Fantasy, for example, it's like. I feel like I should be able to play this at full whack with like 16 and stuff like that but I suppose as the PC side of graphics cards keeps like improving and getting better there's always going to be this push and pull with consoles um Chris are you are you one to buy a revision or are you are are, are you fine with your your launch to the end because I got I got the PS4 Pro the day it came out and it was like I, I didn't regret it at all oh yeah I'm, I'm the same I'm always there day one with the, with the, with the fancy crap I'm, I'm, I'm always <laughs> I, I can resist like if, if I've got something and I know there's something better 
I just it would eat away at my flesh until I, I, I until, like until I do something about it because like yeah I can especially especially in our job like we it, it, it kind of helps if we know what we're talking about <laughs> and so if, if we're it's never stopped if, us before I know I know I mean like every now and then just to just to remind people that that, that we might be all right at this um it, it's it we kind of need to have the the best gear if if we're going to um like review these games properly going forward and, and that's the thing it, it makes reviews weird because at some point when when you're reviewing something on a system that has multiple revisions it's like the people expect us to play it on ps5 and then play it on ps5 pro and it's the same with the xbox series x and s like yeah. i wonder i've not looked at this but i wonder if there's a cottage industry of reviews that are like just the s version because I feel like a lot of Xbox reviews, it's like, oh, I shoved it on the S and it didn't burst into flames. But obviously that doesn't give you the full kind of perspective. Um, Ethan, are you capitalist scum? Do you need to get the new shiny? Um, not really, no. Uh, I, I probably won't get the PS5 Pro. for Basically for all the reasons that you said before you said that you'd get it. Yeah. Uh, which is that I, I feel like how how much, how professional can it actually be? Yeah, considering where where the technology is right now. One thing I will say is I had to I had to reread this story a couple of times uh, to make sure I had it had it right. I'm sure Sony must be thrilled that Microsoft announced the release of <laughs> yeah. the PS5 Pro and the PS Slim. Oh, it's getting proper gossipy at this point. It's because because they're in a core, they can just say whatever they want. And they're like, oh, we've heard this, we've heard that, and it's it's kind of by the time this is all done, it's kind of laying out the next five years of what's going on. It's very. Um, it's very interesting. I, I mean, I, I wasn't it. sure how to how to sort of take it in terms of full honesty because you'd think if they if if the release window was for this year, you'd think we would have heard something from Sony by now. I mean, we're in we're in July now, like yeah. Mm. Well, as soon as you announce a new console, it cannibalizes the sales of the old one, so I, I, they might just be waiting until it's like okay, these are ready to go. Like I don't know if you remember, but the PS4 Slim someone had it and unboxed it before it'd even been announced or maybe the ps3 slim or something like that mm. like it, it has to be that rapid because obviously Crikey. if you announce johnny ps5 the new sequel to the ps5 no one's going to want the, the one that's just been sat in the shelves for so long so. some people might call it the ps6 or something but no johnny yeah. ps5 works <laughs> johnny ps5 is a new naming scheme johnny ps5 it's, is the, the, the thing is it, if this if this does end up happening it just drives point drives home even more how important it is to Microsoft to acquire Activision and to get this over the line because yeah. if they've just put up the price of the Series X and Sony's just about to bring out a PS5 Slim which will make it cheaper than the Series X they're going to have to have Call of Duty on Game Pass to not make the gap even larger I would imagine Yeah, the it's, it's coming down to it I, will, I was about to say I'll miss this era of uh, looking at my phone see when I was off and all this Microsoft stuff was happening like as the court case was happening mm. I'd be just relaxing lounging putting Pokemon cards in my binder watching The Idol the worst television show ever made and I would look at my phone and it would just be VGC this ridiculous thing has just been said in court VGC this ridiculous thing has just been said in court so we'll see um, but you know what game won't be coming to PlayStation or Xbox if that filthy Grant Kirkhope gets his way? <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Because the Banjo-Kazooie devs are unsure there is an audience for a new game. Speaking to VGC in a very good video that has been received very well. Never um, VGC? Me neither. Okay. Um, I think they're some kind of trading card company. Uh <laughs> <laughs> a group of the original Rare team members have said they're not expecting a new game anytime soon. 
And despite a $3 million Kickstarter and over 1 million copies sold for the spiritual successor, Platonic Games Ukulele, full disclosure, <laughs> um, our boss worked on that game. His Twitter handle is Andy Platonic. <laughs> Google if you want. Um, <laughs> Grant Kirkhope questioned whether the audience was truly there for a new game. Quote, I feel like you'd have to get a team with the humour we had back then and that's hard to replicate. I think Rare would be open to somebody if they found the right team, but I don't feel like that team exists. Also, I'm not convinced the audience is there either. I don't feel like there are that many Banjo fans out there. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. The Rare fans, God bless them. It's it's Andy. It's Chris Dring. End of list. Those are the people that would show up to buy a new banjo game. Chris, am I wrong? No, I would add myself to that list, but other than that... <laughs> um, yeah, but you're like 12 years old, though. That's You didn't like grow up with it, so that's, that's the reason you're not into it. No, I know, but for games of that, surely for games of that ilk to do well, you need to have the young demo. And apart from like popping up in Smash, which they do replicate, they do reference, replicate, they do reference here, how would we get banjo back to be uh, down with the kids like i feel like it'd be a, a non-starter they kind of have to i think they have to remaster the originals first like don't don't spend too much money on it like get get the test the water with those because much as i love them like they, they are like what 25 year old uh, 3d platformers from the kind of very early days of polygonal platforming so um you, you kind of saw that when ukulele came out it was like spiritually faithful to um, mm-hmm. Like almost to 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 a flaw at times because the camera was still a wee bit iffy and stuff like that. Um, the writing was top notch. I should point uh, out, yeah, yeah. just in case it's Andy's just... listening, that the writing was exceptional. And very on the hundredth episode of this podcast, I will read my ukulele review <laughs> that I wrote for some dodgy website. And the, the writing very much captures the spirit of nineties rare. Uh, to yeah, see, um, see, see when when Lely went, uh, 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 I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's mana bafta. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. But I, I think they should. It's not like I understand that um, it's a tough sell just now because Banjo and Kazooie are haven't been in a good game since Banjo Tooie because I don't acknowledge nuts and bolts. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, but do do a remaster first. Bring them back yeah. gently. Ease them in back into the the, the mainstream. Uh, don't do what they did with Battletoads and just kind of fire one out that no one cared about. Yeah. Ethan, in the Game Pass era, does a game like Banjo Kazooie need to sell that much if they can just if they can develop it for not cheap because no game's cheap, but enough where they just like shove it on Game Pass because because maybe it's a it's a nice family game that Microsoft doesn't really have. I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you were to put it on Game Pass, I think people would be more willing to give it a go. Yeah, because uh, I think part of the issue that we've got now is that like the most recent Banjo and Kazooie game, like when that if you were born when that came out, you'd be doing your GCSEs now. Yeah, and like for the original, you've got a bus pass at this point, so like there's no there's there's no sort of through line. Like it's been 15 years since Banjo and Kazooie had like a mainline game, and and outside of making Banjo a Fortnite skin, I don't know how you bring the the kiddies back in. I mean, it, does, it doesn't feel like a world anymore that sort of like those collectathon platformers have any form of reach. So I think to be honest with you, when you brought up Game Pass, I I think you're, you're dead right on that. I would wonder what Nintendo would make of that, though. Uh, in, you know. in terms of, 
I don't know what the situation is. Well, I mean, now. I mean te- I, I technically it already is on Game Pass because Rare Replay is on there. Yeah, and it's in Rare Replay, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if that changes if they had to actually if they do like what they did with the Crash one, the Crash trilogy or the Spiral one, it kind of properly re remastered it like with a proper like refresh instead of just upscaling it. And yeah. whether there would be any issues there, I get the feel Banjo Kazooie must be owned by Rare and Microsoft and must have been on to do with Nintendo, I would imagine. Because nuts and bolts, I know you've never played it, but that was a. Uh, I played it. I just, that, that I just, I just ignored it. <laughs> that was a 360 game, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 360. So yeah. I, I think I, I certainly think. I'm trying to think when when Diddy Kong Racing was re-released on the DS. Oh, here we go, Ethan. I'll see you later. No, no, no. This is this is, this is pertinent. <laughs> I'm going to um, check see if they've got any PS5s available. I think they took they did not take Banjo and Kazooie out, or Kazooie yeah. wasn't in it. They took Banjo out of Diddy Kong Racing DS. I just put like more Donkey Kong characters in it, I think, because Rare owned Microsoft owned Banjo. I need to double check that. I'm sure the yeah. roster changed. Uh, it, it, I think it, I think they would need to work something out. But also, do you know the thing that I think kills a chance of a Banjo coming back if if uh, if Microsoft get the rights to Crash and Spyro because he's way 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 down the queue. If they can get a new Crash and a new Spyro on the boil, like. In, t- in terms of mascot platformers from that era, like, I think... Unless they make unless. Crash Banjo-Coot. And, oh, there we go. And, <laughs> and they do a big crossover platformer where they're all in it. Yes. Kind of like when... Kind of like, 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 I'm sure you remember when Battletoads merged with Double Dragon. Kind of like that. Oh, yes. Kind of like that. Bring that back. Uh, oh, who could forget? Yeah, but that was that was my JFK moment in that happened. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you always well, know where you were when you someone played... shot you in the head. Yeah, exactly. Back <laughs> to the left. You always remember. You always remember where you were when you played Battletoads and Double, Double Dragon, the glory days. Well, you know who won't be making a new Banjo Kazooie game. <laughs> oh, here we go. Daedalic, because Daedalic is ending all internal Daedalic, more like <laughs> after disastrous Lord of the Rings Gollum release. Uh, the German publisher has decided to end all internal development after the troubled launch, which I think would be putting it quite kindly, whoever wrote this story. Um, who was it? Andy Robinson, never heard of him. Uh, all internal projects, including development on another Lord of the Rings title, which started in 2022, will be stopped and the company will focus on publishing, licensing, sales and marketing going forward. Um, 25 employees are effective, uh, affected and it seems that they're trying to find them kind of other places within the network. Now this is interesting because obviously if all you've heard of Daedalic is this Gollum thing, it sounds disastrous but when I went there they had like such a big amount of PC games that they've worked on and they had tons of merch and they've got like this really tight knit community. Chris, you seem to know a wee bit more about it. What what is the Daedalic story prior to Gollum? There was a period where Daedalic were like the leading name in point and click adventure games. Like when when all the kind of Monkey Islands and the like died out and no one did point and click games anymore, even like when kind of Telltale were doing their thing and that was about it. Um, Daedalic were the ones that you would go to for like, the best point and click games of these kind of mm. Deponia series, which are there's like th- three or four of them they're, they're all on Switch now but they're all on PC and stuff they're genuinely excellent they're, they're really well animated and they're kind of 2D animation they're really funny um, so it, in my head when, when, when they announced that they were doing Gollum I was like that's really strange because they are very much a 2D point and click company in my head um, so it didn't seem like a good fit 
Um, so it'd be, it's a shame if, if this is the case and, they, and they've actually like they're not making games anymore because Gollum was such a car crash. Um, it's a shame because that's it doesn't really seem like that was that was their thing. And they've yeah. So when I went there, they had a lot of like um, like their studio was nice and had a lot of banners and stuff like that up, but it was all their other stuff like their publishing arms. And when when we were there, we were showing like seven indie games that they were also publishing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Obviously the money spent on Gollum will be like a big hit but I don't know how much of that is covered by one of like the Middle Earth entertainment like uh, subsidiaries or something like that um, Ethan what's your reaction to when a studio that's kind of known for one thing in their lane makes these big leaps and it's perhaps I mean obviously this one was a bit of a disaster. I mean more often than not I mean the, the big stories tend to be focused around your, your man electronic arts right like <laughs> Johnny Electronic Art. <laughs> like you know, you can't you can't talk about forcing a developer to make a game that they're not familiar with without yeah. talking about EA. And it I mean, has it has it ever worked? Like mm. you know, a, a com- making a company a- making a game that they that they weren't. Do you know what will be a good test of that? Fable. That- Fable reboot. <laughs> well, when when that comes out in 2038, we can we can reconvene and uh, we'll, we'll come back to this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, more often than not, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like the axe is starting to swing. I mean, I, I don't know how much. I, mean, I don't know the ins and outs of what went on uh, at Daedalic with this. I don't know if they were lent on by a, a larger publisher to make it or if it was just internal. But either way, it's. I mean, it it doesn't bode well as an omen that this keeps happening. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's... Can it work sometimes? Maybe. But, you know, pattern recognition, folks. Come on. See, I, I wonder what it must be like at a studio that's kind of known for doing one type of game, whether whether the developers get, like, itchy feet and go, I'd like to try something different, like the Fable situation, or, like, recently I was at 4G Studios to do all the Minecraft uh, ports, um, the console ports, and they are now doing... They've done this, like, four-player... Uh, couch co-op like overcooked type game called Manic Mechanics and they did they basically just said to me we wanted to do something different <laughs> like oh, we can't yeah. just keep making Minecraft all the time so I wonder like if you say if, if they'd like if this was something they wanted to do or whether it was forced on them or whether they said we can't just be the point and click company all the time we would like I mean, to try you get, something you get an offer to work on the Lord of the Rings it must be but, pretty but hard it's, to it, it's like when De Niro does comedy it's like it, it, it doesn't work that well yeah I, I mean, think the, the sort of the thing surrounding this as well is that like there are very, very, very large companies making very big plays with the Middle Earth IP at the minute, mm-hmm. and it feels like this because I, I remember I think it might well have been this podcast where um, you guys were talking about uh, like how how like Lord of the Rings Gollum was a really, really bad opening salvo mm-hmm. yeah. for uh, for like a Lord of the Rings game of us, yeah. And can only get better. <laughs> I mean, That's the my means, though, the absolute means of it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you must be buzzing. Surely you're going to turn up in some Lord of the Rings, like, Amazon series at some point now. Well, why, why is that an assumption? Because <laughs> you have, like, a historic-looking face. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Look, I'm just saying. It looks like history. Is that because of Horrible Histories? Is that I'm you, just saying, oh, Jordan time, doesn't know about that. He doesn't follow every, my Every work. time you're in Horrible Histories with that fucking Friar Tuck haircut, I'm like, he's, he's a time traveller. He was exactly from that era. 
What a compliment! Well, he comes say, on here for the compliments. That's, that's, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect all of that to sort of turn around into like a backhanded compliment. But you know what? No, it's the best I'm ba- going to get here. Not backhanded. So- front-handed. <laughs> Absolutely front-handed. Front-handed, <laughs> front-handed compliments. But I can. I can say someone has a historical-looking face in a, in a compliment. Shorn of way. all context. That's a weird thing to say to another person. <laughs> <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of context. Um, I'm yeah. getting this the, the, the context guy fought facial hair. The, con- like. the context was Gollum. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, famous historical figure. <laughs> Gollum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, Up there with the giant enemy that, crab. Are <laughs> you saying that you look like you would you would fit into a Lord of the Rings thing is a great compliment? It's going to make you a lot of money. See, when you're, when you're in Rings of people, Power or whatever people it's called. Lord of the Rings, other than um, what's her face? Liv Tyler was in it, wasn't she? Uh-huh. Other than how, other than her, like people in Lord of the Rings look unusual. No, so I don't. Is I, like, Blanchett not in it. Carte Blanchett. But okay, all the male in characters it? in Lord of the Rings look unusual. So I think it's like the mass a massive compliment to say you'd be great in a Lord of the Rings film. <laughs> Vigo, Vigo Mortensen, very handsome looking fella. <laughs> Orlando Bland, he was great as well. I know, but they um, make them look weird. They give them hairy feet and stuff like that. Maybe not him. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they don't need to. They need to do any of that with me. I'm already small and hairy. So I was about to say, if I know one thing about Ethan Lawrence, it's that he's got hairy feet. (laughs) Next story: (laughs) Pokemon launches official forums. Speaking of hairy feet, (laughs) speaking of feet, the Pokemon forums have launched. Congratulations, everyone involved. We've got a salvo of Pokemon stories here. So, Pokemon, the, the, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer to say they launched forums because they just took the old trading card game online forums, stripped them of all that stuff, and now they're just like the general Pokemon forums. Talk about your favourite Pokemon, um, which includes such topics as <clears throat> Jordan. How do you get you Pikachu? How do you get it? Pikachu on a bus, Jordan? <laughs> I don't know, Chris. How do you get Pikachu on a bus? You can just carry him on. If he counts as a pet, then you won't need to pay an extra fare. <laughs> what is the worst Pokemon character of all time? Any mystery dungeon fans here? You are in a cold room and you're sandwiched between an unhappy Grusha and an unhappy Vol- <laughs> Volvo. Story of my Volvo? life. Story of my life, mate. <laughs> Which relationship is better, Grovile x Dusk Noir or Grovile x Celebi? <laughs> what? Wait a minute, wait, 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 like, like, just, just for, just, just to, just to calm things down here. Wait, you do understand we're a video game podcast, and we are. Pokemon we is are, the most successful video I've, game I've of all time. I've literally just spoken about Battletoads meeting Double Dragon, so we're in no position to be, to be making fun of the, 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 what the, the ones, the ones I do think need mocking mercilessly are the, the oddly sexual ones that are in there. About which Pokemon character you like to tickle torment or something? Which Pokemon ghetto would you tickle torment? Yeah. That's the topic of the show this week. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know, obviously. I always thought it was pronounced Celebi. What did I pronounce it as? It's like Celebi. Oh, I think I said I think I said Celebi because I'm a because I'm a fucking I'm I'm a Celebi I'm a Celebi stand. Shout out the greatest Pokemon website of all time. Uh, which Pokemon's the hottest? Um, another topic. I am immeasurably attracted to Gardevoir. Um, <laughs> that was started by Gardefan fourteen twenty one. Well, checks Here's out. The, the name checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. You need to set up your. You need to set up your Pokemon trainer account to post these things. Um, if, if if they were saying they were immeasurably attracted to Gardevoir and their username was like Mankey Mark six yeah. three sixteen, <laughs> then you'd be like, hmm, I'd question um, that. 
I love all Pokemon that look like monkeys. That's from Hayes 1993. Does anyone think the Charizard as my profile picture looks homeless? <laughs> the Miiverse is back. And finally, the greatest forum topic of all time. Who in the world thought this was a good idea? <laughs> Just... Uh, I miss that, it. I that, miss that, the days of forums. I, I I respect the intent and the the, the attempts to bring back a, an old school yeah. forum because those are those are still, in my opinion, the best ways of communicating among fan bases. Um, all these sites, the all these publications and um, game developers and game publishers that are ditching forums and moving to Discord instead. I'm very much against it. Uh, because like yeah I want the forums to look like that horrible default forum uh, like software that everyone uses I want to look like, like the old official Nintendo magazine forum it's just a generic forum yeah um, that everyone knows the, the everyone knows it because you've seen the same forum on 400 other websites in the turn of the millennium um, that nice off mauve colour <laughs> exactly yeah, and in the options yeah. you'll have two different colour settings so if you fancy a wee change <laughs> a wee change of scenery you can change the colours a bit um, but like all this disc God stuff now you can't search the good time about forums was it was like a, it created like an archive of um, basically FAQs so like if you're looking mm. for something specific you can't search discord for it um, whereas forums were like an absolute godsend back in the day for stuff like that so I don't know I, I, I appreciate the intent uh, but they maybe didn't think it through because the, the Pokemon is just That's asking for carnage yeah it's going to last a week like it was getting to the point yesterday where i was refreshing it and it was like five topics of like do you prefer the Sinnoh region or the Unova region what's your favorite trading card game expansion and then i'd refresh it again and it was like which pokemon do you think has the smelliest r <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just cannot shotgun blast the 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 terrible topics away um, Dug trio i think yeah because you're getting does, three arses Dug trio doesn't have an arse and you, well, no, you've never you've never seen the bottom of one Mm. That's true. It's always in the ground. It's going to be that. That is going to be. It's that is going to be. Basically, under, under the ground is three asses. Mm. Yeah, that is. That we're is very dank. much. We're very <laughs> much dank and not in the good way. No, no, no. Not, not the way people say it. <laughs> good. Not in the four twenty way. No, certainly not. My homie, certainly not. Um, I, 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 Doug Trio four twenty. <laughs> I do you know what? Do you know what I miss and what they should bring back for the Switch's successor is Meverse. Because that was the only example of a forum that worked with it. Oh, yeah. um, because for some reason, most people on Meverse just bought into the idea. And although there was the occasional troublemaker, it seemed to get moderated pretty well. Um, and the addition of I, pictures I, I, just made that amazing. Yeah, I, I, I do not want to dwell on Meverse dicks too long, but was there ever any truth to the rumour that they had like special technology in the Meverse to detect when someone was drawing a cock to instantly buy? I would doubt it. Given, given that you Nintendo would, you and online know. technology are like chalk and jam, uh, but like it, it, maybe you never know because it did seem mm. very oddly well moderated to me. I don't know if that's yeah. because only twelve people had a Wii U and it was easier to kind of keep track of what those twelve people were doing. Um, but certainly, well, you could hire someone just to stand in there. <laughs> exactly, you could yeah. just hire every Wii U purchased comes with a moderator who comes to your house and just checks your Meverse posts, just slaps you on the back of the head every time you try and track. Uh, 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 uh. Um, 
that's, 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 the, that's the job you were offered after you get binned, wasn't it, Chris? I, I was, I was generally offered Nintendo here. jobs, but it wasn't, it wasn't me, uh, we, you, me versus moderator, sadly. I, I would have snapped it up with a plum. Nah, uh, but no, it was just like, got a big enough stick. I, d- I didn't have a big yeah. enough stick to store in my life. Uh, another Pokemon story. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Pokemon Go Studio Niantic is reportedly laying off 230 staff and it's cancelled its Marvel game. Um, the, you can read the full story on VGC, which comes from Kotaku. It seems that the 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 COVID pandemic it, it caused some problems. I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, now it's clo- uh, Niantic, the team behind Pokemon Go and that Harry Potter game that was shite, um, is closing down NBA All World and is cancelling the upcoming Marvel World of Heroes. All while the Pokemon Go community is an absolute uproar because they keep increasing the prices of things they keep walking back some of the accessibility stuff they did during the pandemic for example the distance from which you had to be from a pokestop was hugely increased so you weren't getting the rona off of people Chris, what is happening with niantic at one point they felt like they had infinite money in the world at their feet and you'd think that they could just replicate the success of Go with a million franchises but they seem to have not been able to do you that you think that but it would appear that for whatever reason Pokemon Go is just this perfect storm with this combination of uh, it being the first major kind of AR walking GPS type game and the, that combined with the nostalgia for Pokemon that people of that a lot of people of a certain age had a nostalgia of playing the Game Boy games and, and catching them all and now getting to do mm. this as an adult and keeping fit and all this kind of stuff, playing it with their kids etc. I think Harry Potter has the same thing because not as many adults have that kind of nostalgia. You, when you think of Harry Potter you don't think of collecting hundreds of things. Yeah, that's not, the the, the fantasy of Harry Potter is now not being out in the wild no. and like finding the things in your real exactly. world it's essentially gone to school. Same deal, like Pikmin's doing okay but Pikmin it was always a kind of minor IP anyway so it's never going to be that popular NBA one made no sense to me at all because uh, 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 it's just you yeah. can't just apply that GPS thing to anything and, and so it, it feels like it feels like Niantic got a wee bit big for their booties and decided oh we can just slap any name on on this Pokemon Go formula but it doesn't really work like that um, it, it sounds like they've, they've got a Monster Hunter one coming out it might do okay and like especially in Japan but other than that, um, it feels like they should just stick with what works and not waste any more kind of funds on starting these new projects that die on their arse within six months. Yeah, it seems like a, a bad idea. Uh, Ethan, were you a big Pokemon Go man back in the day? Yeah, early in the day, definitely. I was, I was, yeah. I was, I was out and about getting those mons. Uh, I think, I think you really touched on something with regards to sort of like how. That te- that technology and that style of game is absolutely perfect for Pokemon. Mm. Yeah. Like you know, just it's it's form meets content really. Yeah. And uh, you know, what are you going to do with Marvel? Are you going to go collect Spider Man from the United Reformed Church or whatever? So so that that was literally what the NBA one was. It was like, oh, are you walking your dugs around Durrockstock Dam? Well, maybe Clay Thompson is there waiting to like hit a three point shot. Like, I'm way down to Aldi to get Larry Bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just silly. But, I mean, I feel this sort of way about it, the same way I sort of feel about, like, these, um, you know, always online games as a service model. Like, with with this, like, people are only really ever going to play one of them, right? Because yeah. you can't have multiple apps open when you're walking around. So people are going to either stick to the Pokemon one or, like, not bother, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still very cross 
on behalf of the accessibility community that Pokemon Go walked all that stuff out during COVID and then walked it straight back. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it just sucks. And like I, I think I think about that sort of stuff and I'm like, do you know what? Niantic are bad people. <laughs> they certainly seem to be mishandling that's like a golden goose they have. Like it, it, it makes no sense to me that so I don't and think I've ever we- seen a game that has such an such an antagonistic relationship with its mm. fans. Like, yeah, it feels like just, every every week it feels like there's another fight. Yeah, it's it's totally gone out of hand though. Like, I don't like I don't really play Pokemon Go anymore. But at my local card shop, the guy that owns it plays Pokemon Go, and he's always playing when we go in to buy cards. And he was like, "Oh yeah, we're going to Go Fest later in the year. I'm probably going to catch like two thousand, three thousand Pokemon at it." I was like, "So, so." Sorry, what? And him and this guy are just like, yeah, we 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 have to clear all this space in our bags, and they're just sitting trading and battling and stuff like that. And he's like, oh yeah, I go to tournaments and and, and play. I'm like, like when you're physically attracted to Gardevoir, then you need to do what you need to. Look who isn't physically attracted to Gardevoir. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just and I also quite it. like uh, Jordan getting snooty about someone doing all that at Pokemon Go when that story started with, I was buying loads of Pokemon cards yeah, exactly. at my, my local card trading shop. My brother exactly. in Christ, I am not getting snooty about anyone playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> you are a nerd, sir. Also, <laughs> do not talk shit about Pokemon cards around this parish. I've never, You're a nerd I've, and a geek. I've never, I've never been and a Pokemon dweeb. cards. Oh, there we go. There we go. Shots fired. <laughs> I am qu- I quite literally in my hand have a big binder of Pokemon big cards. Orange book, several I... binders. Uh, within reach as well. What a Melvin. <laughs> yes, and I have this I have this little Wooloo uh, uh, from Pokemon Sword and Shield. I know she's showing us the front of it and not the back. Uh, for people <laughs> listening at home, like we're getting we're just we're just getting a tour of Jordan's little Pokemon shrine that he's got in his office? Yeah, I mean it's, te- it's technically an office. Um, <laughs> just, just before we, his God of War dungeon. This is how serious I am about this. Do you know what I got from my twenty eighth birthday? I got a a, a card Rip. from from the year two thousand. Slabbed PSA eight Sneasel from from one of the Neo sets. That card is older than most most people on this earth. But one of the best presents I've ever got. Do you know how much that, that cost? That card is older than most pounds. people on this earth. Pokemon came out in 97. Yeah. All of the people on this podcast are older than that card. <laughs> only, ju- only just. <laughs> how much was that card? I don't know. It was a very kind present. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume thousands of pounds. <laughs> um, hundreds of thousands, maybe. Maybe. That's, yeah. Well, that's, that's, I'm happy for you. I don't know. Depends how much the person involved likes me. I'll I'll, I'll have to check in. (laughs) We will go for a break, and when we come back, we will talk about more Pokemon Smelly Feet. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> My apologies to whatever retail partner just had to uh, talk about their big summer sale after Pokemon's smelly feet. But I would like to ask Ethan Lawrence... Hello. I was I was criticised last time you were on this show for um, not giving you uh, an explanation or some time to shine. What have you been up to, love? <laughs> oh, well, um, <laughs> what have you been up to, love? Christ. A uh, bit of post-production here and there for some stuff that I did last year. Uh, Horrible Histories is now coming out, so we're all mm-hmm. giving the big push to that. In fact, next week, I'm coming up to you guys' neck of the woods. Mm. Oh. Uh, I'm heading to Glasgow to go on Saturday Mashup. Uh, for CBBC, oh, nice. uh, so Ooh. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in, in, in tune. Mm. Is that, is that at the at the BBC at the Pacific Key? I couldn't possibly tell you. I've got no idea. Oh. I, I, well, I, just, I, I mean, just get ferried around. Know, just gets, Everyone just, listening, talk amongst yourselves. But if you if you have some time in town, give me a shout and I'll take you to my Pokemon card shop. Okay, I'm up there Friday, next Friday evening. So we'll. Uh, oh, <laughs> the one stuff. time you come over and I'm, I'll be very uh, far away. I'll be in the old Nihon. Uh, so I, I won't be able to, to. Oh, look at me! I'm Chris. I'm going to Japan. Very, very much. Tweeted last night about how you had a week in Sao Paulo because all your work got cancelled and you just got drunk the whole time. Let's not be um, I'm, mocking. Uh, uh, let's, let's also point <laughs> out I'm, I'm very much drastically out of pocket because of this quote unquote quote unquote press trip, which I'm taking the brunt of. So let's <laughs> not. Chris, what have you been up to this week? Played anything fun? <sighs> no. Oh god, that's sad. Um, Jesus Christ! Been, you didn't even ask what I've been playing. That's fine. I'm going to ask you next. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it light and frothy. I've been playing. I've been uh, switching between two games at the minute. Uh, AW mm-hmm. Fight Forever, uh, which nice. you covered on the pod last week. Really fun. Really enjoying it. Uh, it, it. It is a fun game to play, and it's nice sometimes to play a game that is fun. I think a lot of Agreed. games forget that these days. Uh, and I've also been replaying Hades. Oh, um, Hades is a cracker. Because uh, I, I think randomly, like uh, the trailer for Hades two came up, and I was like, "God, I love Hades. I'm going to go replay that." <laughs> and started a new save file. It's it's really good, you guys. Yeah, it's really good. Have you not played it? No, nah, just uh, I've got, there's so many games that I I intend to play, and then so they're on my like enormous backlog, which without exaggeration is thousands of games deep now because it goes back to like the start of my career the stuff I got on like the 360 in the 1870s <laughs> very much <laughs> the, the stuff I got on the NES review code no the, the, the stuff I uh, <laughs> when I was at O&M you'd sometimes get loads of like boxes of like um, press uh, 360 games like official 360 magazine sometimes when a game would come out they'd get like 10 copies of it like like press copies so they would just give them out in the office there's stuff from those days that I've still that's still on my backlog <laughs> it's like Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2 <laughs> it's on my backlog still <laughs> I've not played it yet stuff that has been remastered exactly, exactly. <laughs> like Mass Effect 3 I'd still play and it's now since been re-released on Wii U then remastered and I was like, I'll probably the whole trilogy exactly. get it on one disc. Exactly, I'll probably leave it now. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, the I've, so I've mostly been playing Power Wash Simulator on, on, on the Rogue Ally. Um, my, 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 my little friend, the Rogue Ally. But because it was my birthday, I was like, I just want to have a non-gaming week. So I've been uh, to Pokemon cards. 
buying Pokemon cards, <laughs> putting Pokemon cards into binders, buying more Pokemon cards, setting up until like two in the morning, making spreadsheets of Pokemon cards. It's, it's a how, many, really... how many have you got? Because I, I would imagine putting cards into a binder is a ten minute job. Oh no 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 no. The 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 oh, current like a can of worms. Now. No, I'm going to be brief. The current set that's out right now has like 300 cards on it, and some of them are ludicrously expensive. So I'm I'm in the process of trying to trying to complete that and uh, put them all in a binder in the correct order. We got into a real conversation last night, me and the person that I collect Pokemon cards with, about buying the entire base set, like from 1999 or whatever. Like Pokemon cards with. How long was this conversation? Because I'm sure. Jail visits can only be like an hour max. She's not. She's not in jail. <laughs> she's just in the mental prison of Pokemon cards. Um, so I sort of had images of you guys like in a little attic room, kicking your little feet, and like you know, <laughs> watch watching the original anime and going, "Oh my god, we should get all the cards." Ooh. It's literally, it's literally not far away for that. Play, playing the seizure <laughs> episode over and over and over again for some sort of thread. <laughs> the thing is, they kept their cards from like the nineties, so they still have some of them with like bits of fucking fruit winder on them and shit oh like that. Oh my god, so, those must be worth upwards of 50p at this point. <laughs> they, don't, they certainly don't send near mint to mint. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're not near mint to mint. They barely sound cheek to cheek. <laughs> she literally found one of them and she was like, she, she found one of them and she was like peeling one of them away and it was two cards stuck together and one of them was like red. And she's been watching too much God of War porn. <laughs> um, who amongst us hasn't um, but yes, Rog Ally review coming soon. That's my my roundabout way of saying I've played no games and it has been tremendous. Um, I did enjoy how that appeared on the because for people who are not in the know, we get sent through an, an itinerary for the podcast. Um, usually about two or three minutes before we go live, and uh, <laughs> written on the uh, written on, written on the bottom of the podcast was <laughs> podcast lineup was birthday chat Rog Ally. That was it. That was the four words that were constituted the entire second half of the podcast. That's that's all. That's all I've been doing, my brother in Christ. I've just been I've just been doing birthday nonsense. Um, You've been putting Pokemon cards into binders. Yeah. I really thought there was going to be an exciting birthday story. Okay, it's I just thought- you alphabetising your Charizards. They're not alphabetized. They're in. They're in the order of. The oh, set. sorry. Why, why would I alphabetize them? What would be the? What on God's green earth would you know be the point of alphabetizing like, your I'm, Pokemon cards? I'm the sort of person who, if I was ever to get into such a, a hobby, I would want to collect the full set, catch them all, as it were. Yes. Um, as opposed to actually playing with them, and it seems like there's no mechanism officially like there was back in the Panini stickers book day, where you could get to within arms reach are completing them and then the book had a wee thing you could write away and list mm. the 12 stickers you needed to complete the set and pay a reasonable surcharge like maybe like yeah. 50p a sticker as opposed to 20p for a pack um, just to get the remaining ones I'm assuming uh, the Pokemon Company International don't offer this and instead make you gacha the hell out of it to try and finally get those last ones so yeah, that's pretty that's much interesting um, Especially nowadays, where they have started putting what is what are known colloquially as waifu cards into the set, so it's um, the the ladies of Pokemon, and uh, and these cards go for literally hundreds of pounds or thousands in some cases. So, to go back to what we were discussing in the original thing, which which one of those waifus would you like to tickle to the most? <laughs> The one that looks Ethan homeless. Lawrence is the one I would like to tickle torment the most. Um, you can tell us 
what Pokemon you would like to tackle Torment the most at podcast at videogameschronicle.com. Um, I truly, truly apologise for the content of this broadcast. Can I just point out is- that back in the day I completed my Gladiator sticker book and that wouldn't be possible today. Um, where that, although I haven't said that, I, you still get sticker books. And I don't know, I yeah. don't know if they still do that thing where you can send away for the last ones. I don't know if there there still is. They did as recently as not the last World Cup, but the one before it, because mm. I I was I'd had a few beverages and I bought a box of stickers and a book, opened about ten packs, and I was like, I can't be bothered sticking these down. So somewhere this I the just hotel had like, in Sao Paulo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had fifty one dollar beers and just bought some Brazilian uh, panini stickers. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, you can join us <laughs> next week. I wanted. I've, I've had an idea, Chris. I want. I want. Oh, you won't be here next week, so we'll save it until you come back. Okay. But I'll, I want to steal a, a great format from many a podcast, and we'll do a wee Metacritic draft. We'll put a we'll put a wee prize on the line, something like that. A Pokemon card. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> Ethan, what are you up to for the rest of the week apart from coming up to my gaff? Uh, I mean, that's next week. For the rest of this week, I'm doing. Not much. I've done a couple of auditions this week, so we'll see if they come through. Mm, uh, yeah, it's all going to be power. promoting horrible histories and then coming off the internet straight away. Wait, go ahead, promote horrible histories. Where can we watch it? Where can we listen to it? So it's on CBBC. Um, we've mm-hmm. got two episodes of the new series out now, which you can catch on the iPlayer. We've got one about dads, and the one that came out yesterday is uh, for the 75th anniversary of the creation of the NHS. Uh, oh. I played uh, Anirin Bevan, which was a, a great joy. And uh, hopefully soon we've got more coming. I think we've got, well, we've got all sorts, actually. Um, we, we cover a lot of a lot of ground. We did uh, two series back-to-back. That's 24 episodes. Jesus. So there's a lot to cover. I noticed he was name-dropping there, who he played in the, in the NHS thing. He's, he's always name-dropping. Drop do, you know do you know why he's always name-dropping, Chris? Because he's an actor. Well, I suppose Ooh, that. that, that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at Jordan Midler, Chris at Scully88 on Twitter. What's your threads, it's Chris? Scully in 1888. Uh, a slight variation on the theme. Ethan on Twitter at Ethan D. Lawrence. What's your threads, Ethan? Uh, it's unified across the board. Ethan D. Lawrence everywhere. Oh, we'd like to thank the great Grant Kirk Hope for the VGC podcast theme and for killing the hopes of Banjo-Kazooie fans everywhere. Say goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Ethan. Goodbye, Ethan. Say goodbye, Guardafar fans everywhere. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>